Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What did I just say on the on the last podcast about the news stories, them being feast or famine? Last weekend, famine. This weekend, I think we're going to have to sneak in a midweek podcast, do something in a couple of days. That's how many stories I have. So let's just go ahead and jump into things. Got a couple here first. Before we get into the meteor stories, basically just headlines and a comment or two. And so first out of the gate is from page six. Britney Spears flips off camera, eats cake from the floor after Instagram return. I knew the second it came out of my mouth last week, Last Tuesday, saying that Britney Spears had finally gotten the message, kind of gone on the DL, the down low, that she'd find a way to prove me wrong. And now, this. Maybe, white boy Malcolm X, maybe Britney here, her and Grandma Madonna, and I think I've posited this theory before, But maybe the two of them have some sort of rivalry over who can debase themselves more in public. I mean, just last week, Grandma Madonna was carrying on, lip-syncing some vulgar song, showing off her mangled, botched attempt at whatever the hell she did to her face, trying to pretend she's still 25. And I'm sure Britney saw that and was like, I'll see your bad face job and your crappy lip syncing and raise you a Jersey City salute and stuffing my face with cake off the floor. Top that, Grandma Madonna. Which I'm sure she will sometime this week. From Queerty, those girls over at Queerty, Pleasure Captain... Ask internet to help pay for damage done to Airbnb during 11-man sex bender. And the pleasure captain here, not even, officially anyway, not even a big old queen or a part-time queen. They are, they consider themselves to be non-binary queer. That obnoxious word again. So long story short, he was in Chicago for something and wound up in his spare time 
getting gangbanged by half the queens there. Had 11 men take turns with him, some of them at the same time, all within basically a day and a half. Had them banging him at some Airbnb he was staying in. And if I owned that Airbnb, I'd burn the place down. I would raise that property, have a priest come over, perform an exorcism on the land, start all over. Because other than doing that, I don't know how you get that level of skank out of a place. This weirdo, non-binary queer, getting banged by half the guys in Chicago all over the place. Not just in the bedroom. They defiled every corner of that place. That's got to be almost as bad as trying to clean up after new gaby Colton Underwood and Goose Cantworthy. Those two silly queens, after they get done partying in Provincetown, got to be the same disturbing scene. So you'd have no choice. You'd have to burn it down and exercise the land. From Fox News, Florida man arrested after having public sex with a dog, damaging church nativity scene. This guy takes out someone else's golden doodle for a walk, someone he knows, their dog, and a golden doodle, that's a a golden retriever, foul poodle mix. One of those weird hybrid dogs rich white people get. But this guy, he gets horny, I guess. This hybrid golden doodle gets them all horny. So he decides to make sweet, sweet love to that golden doodle right there out in the open. People see it. He flees to a Presbyterian church, trashes the place a bit before trying to steal a car. But this being Florida, can't even do that correctly. So Popo, poor beleaguered Florida Popo, arrests his ass for defiling the dog and all the other assorted mayhem he caused. And the people in Florida, eh, typical weekend. Nothing to see here, folks. Like they won't top banging a dog, trashing a church, and trying to steal a car. That in Florida is what you call a warm-up act. From Spiked, we need to talk about woke homophobia. The trans cult has ushered in a new hatred of homosexuals. This article, holy crap, folks. This thing is, damn, grand slam this one. And how is this? For an opening paragraph, if someone had told me a few years ago that in Britain in 2022, a gay rights organization would be branded dangerous, hateful, 
parasitical, and even Nazi-like, and that it would be denied public funding so that it couldn't spread its poisonous message to the masses, I'd have never believed them. Homophobic McCarthyism in modern Britain. The ruthless censorship of homosexuals in such a gay-friendly nation as ours? No way. Won't happen. Only it has. The LGB Alliance, the only organization in the UK that caters exclusively to the needs of homosexual and bisexual people, has once again found itself monstered and silenced by Britain's cultural guardians. That's how the mean girls roll. And we've talked about this quite a bit. On and off these past few months, maybe up to a year by now, and that is our new gender identity overlords that have taken over the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, and demand that we all bend the knee. Gays and lesbians, part-time gay and lesbians, get to the back of the bus. The tribe is all about gender identity now. We've been overrun by trans activists and heterosexual kids with personality disorders. And I made that joke once. You're not really a gay man. You're a transgender woman. And in this article, they basically said the same thing. How's this? The trans idea in its current manifestation has ushered in a world where lesbians find themselves branded genital fetishists if they refuse to sleep with trans women, i.e. men, where young people who would very likely grow up to be homosexual are put on a conveyor belt of hormonal treatment and even bodily mutilation to turn them into their real gender, where young lesbians are having utterly unnecessary mastectomies, where young gay men are being subjected to the kind of medical interventions that were once horribly foisted on people like Alan Turing. And Alan Turing, if you're not sure who that is, now he did a lot of things, but I believe he was the scientist who cracked the Enigma Code which allowed the Allies to read the Nazis' messages. He was also gay, and they actually prosecuted him for homosexual acts back in the 50s. And to avoid going to prison, he agreed to be chemically castrated instead. Of course, they did a movie about him, The Imitation Game. And of course... He was portrayed by world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch. Who else would they get? One of the Twinkie twins? Timothée Chalamet. Or Taron Edgerton? Those two amateurs, thinking they can play gay-for-pay better than world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch. And they can't. And you two clowns, Just quit trying. 
Never going to happen. But this thing, going after homosexuals and kind of homosexuals, giving us the J.K. Rowling treatment, the Voldemort treatment, because a lot of us have come to realize that sexual orientation and gender identity don't really belong together. Two completely different things. And I have never understood why the two have been so conflated like they have been, at least over the past few decades. And I've mentioned this before, but I remember, not only am I a queen, but I'm an old queen at 53, but I remember when it was just the gay community. That's all it was. Gays and lesbians. Then, some idiot, hey, we should invite the part-timers in. The dabblers. Those who are kind of gay. Let's bring them into the fold. And so now, what do we have? Where has that slippery slope brought us? We've been... What did I just say? We've been overrun by trans activists, militant trans activists, and all these heterosexual kids with personality disorders. This is what we've been reduced to. And because a lot of people don't want any part of this weird gender identity spectrum, because a lot of people don't want any part of this butchering people, butchering children to feed some transgender cult. They're going after them, trying to bully them into silence, make the pre-Stonewall era look like a walk in the park, look like a grand gay old time. And these folks, they don't play around. They just don't. They go after you full on. Voldemort was just the canary in the coal mine to what everyone else can expect should they fail to bend the knee, to which I would just say, you can kiss my gay middle-aged ass and you have fun with that. From The Guardian, Prince Harry Ginger speaks of suffering of women marrying into the royal family. We know the truth, Harry's voiceover says in trailer for his and Meghan's Netflix docuseries. Ugh. This garbage is finally out. Which we did see on Netflix the other night. On Friday. Obviously, we didn't watch it. We did... What was that again, White Boy Malcolm X? Bullet Train. Thank you, sir. Yeah, that had Brad Pitt in it. Some other cameos. Random cameos. Like Channing Tatum. He was in it for like maybe 30 seconds. Random. Like that. And Bullet Train, I'll just say, like I do with a lot of things we watch these days. It was dumb, but entertaining. But anyway, with this story, 
me torturing myself reading about this Netflix show. It's apparently a two-part series. Yes, of course it is. These two attention whores, these two insufferable, self-absorbed douchebags, Prince Harry Ginger and his vapid social climbing wife, Meghan Markle. One set of episodes isn't enough to feed their egos. And they'll probably come out with volumes three and four and beyond. Like these two could ever, 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 ever stop talking about themselves. Stop talking about how hard it is being them. Poor babies. And to tell you how obnoxious Prince Harry Ginger is, forget about his social climbing wife. But how obnoxious Prince Harry Ginger is, it's so bad, folks, that even white boy Malcolm X, who has a very robust ginger fetish, guy bangs a Ronald McDonald blow-up doll just to get his ginger fix. It's so bad that Prince Harry Ginger is one of two gingers, only two gingers, where white boy Malcolm X, where he be like, meh, no thanks. And of course the other one is Ed Plagiarist Sheeran. Those two dopey millennial gingers, he would turn them both down. But anyway, back to this train wreck. This pain and suffering thing, women marrying into the British royal family have pain and suffering. So he has daddy issues. Prince Harry Ginger has daddy issues. He's still mad at daddy for being mean to mommy. And I saw another article in page six where Prince Harry Ginger here, he compared his vapid social climbing wife to mommy. Said that Meghan Markle had compassion and warmth just like mommy used to have. So he married his mother. Talk about the Oedipus complex, the Freudian theory Oedipus complex. That's what Prince Harry Ginger has, what he's suffering from. He's in love with his dead mother, married some low-rent trailer park version of her, and hates his father. You want to talk about being psychologically screwed up, which is one thing, but he's like, he and the wife are carrying on like nutty Britney Spears, angry at the world, so they just air out the family conflicts in public, try to humiliate and shame the family, try to turn public sentiment against them, try to burn everything down, all because they don't get enough fawning love and attention. Typical spoiled narcissistic millennials having themselves a very public, childlike hissy fit because they're not the center of everyone's world. And you two clowns, 
Good luck with that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. From Bloomberg, why Metro Atlanta is the poster child for the U.S. housing crisis. In his new book, Red Hot City, Housing, Race, and Exclusion in 21st Century Atlanta, Urban Studies professor Dan Immergluck reveals how policy decisions have led to gentrification and a lack of affordable homes in Georgia's capital. Uh Uh-oh. Gentrification. Gentrification. And what, folks, is gentrification? That's where Whitey, evil racist Whitey, moves into an area, takes over. And not just any old cracker either. We're not talking about, you know, a Walmart and an Applebee's. Maybe an Outback Steakhouse showing up. No, what they mean when they say gentrification, that's when hipster millennial Gen Z kids with six-figure salaries, when they move in, and the next thing you know, you've got microbreweries, yoga and Pilates studios, Starbucks, Trader Joe's, brunch places that serve 10 different types of avocado toast, stores with $300 blue jeans and $100 t-shirts, those obnoxious places where you go to get drunk and paint with your girlfriends, all sorts of new businesses that cater to hipster millennial Gen Z douchebags. And they drive up the place of everything when they invade make a complete mess of things so the locals who don't appreciate all the upgrades, who've enjoyed living in their dump of an area, they get triggered over it, start screaming about gentrification. It's a dog whistle 
for the woke folk. They hear the word gentrification. They know that evil, racist, hipster douchebag whitey is on their way over. And so Atlanta, no, I've lived in Atlanta twice now. Although I'm not doing that a third time. I was there from 93 to 97. That's where I met my ex. Yes, the crystal meth addict. But he wasn't back then. But I was there then and moved back in 2014 before coming up here to Massachusetts in 2015. And it's true what they say, folks. You can never go back. But Atlanta, with this urban studies professor, crying and complaining about gentrification, about evil, racist, hipster, douchebag, whitey taking over. I have to say, I'm just a, I'd say I was more than a little confused as to why he was complaining. Because who runs the city of Atlanta? Who has run the city of Atlanta for, well, at least since the 70s, as far back as I can remember, they've had black mayor after black mayor after black mayor going back decades, and that city has been run by Democrats, I bet you, for well over 100 years. So gentrification, which is... What did I say? When hipster millennial Gen Z kids with six-figure salaries move in and wreck the place, that's been done under the leadership of black Democrats. They could have made it so Whitey would have kept to the suburbs. Whitey, keep your evil ass up there in Alpharetta. Made it so Whitey would have been terrified to come inside the perimeter. But did they do that? No. It's been black people who have basically said, come on in, Whitey. Come on in. Remake this place into your evil, racist, Whitey hellscape. And have yourself a a grand gay old time when you do. So now is not the time to start bitching, moaning, and complaining when Whitey does what you asked him to do with all that that entails. And you have fun with that. And for our last story, how's this from time? Adults are spending big on toys and stuffed animals for themselves. When I saw that headline, folks, first thing that popped into my head was, now they're trolling me. Totally trolling me, egging me on, daring to make fun of these (laughs) adults. And we all know who's doing this. What generations are doing this. But this trolling, of course, I'm, I'm totally taking the bait. But I have to say, I don't know what's worse. Adults with severe arrested development issues, adults who buy children's toys and stuffed animals so they can regress to their childhood 
to their safe space. Either that or the fact that Time, those clowns over at Time, felt the need to write an almost 2,300-word article about it. Now, I could have easily summed that up in about maybe 10 words or so, but not Time, not those idiots. 2,300 words about adults who don't like to adult, who like to regress and play with children's toys. Kind of like a virgin pajama boy living in his parents' basement. Ah, not that sex doll in the corner. Playing with himself, his Pokemon cards, his PlayStation. Masturbating to Marvel films. Masturbating to DC Comics. Masturbating to whatever the hell they're posting on Reddit this week. Freaking out the parents, freaking out the neighbors. Maybe scratch the sex doll. Toss in a Lego set and a Build-A-Bear. You basically got today's young adults. Can you imagine being a, like a six-year-old and you've got to share your Legos and whatever the hell else kids play with these days. You have to share your toys with your parents. No, Timmy. It's daddy's turn to play with the Pokemon cards. I just think back to like when I was a kid. That's when Star Wars, the original movies, they were big, huge, and the uh, all the toys that came with it, we had like all the little action figures. We had a Millennium Falcon, all sorts of Star Wars toys. The last thing I could ever see my parents doing was sitting down playing with my toys. Miller, it's mommy and daddy's turn to play Star Wars. Go to your room. White boy Malcolm X, I bet your Christmases were like my cousins. When the Star Wars toys came out, they got every single one of them under the tree. We get it piecemeal. Like three or four action figures, maybe a land speeder. It was big in my house when we got the Millennium Falcon. But they get like everything all at once. Same with G.I. Joe. When they came out with the smaller action figures, they got all of it all at once. My aunt and uncle bought them every single G.I. Joe thing they could get their hands on. Cleared out the entire Toys R Us so they could have everything. And I can see your mother. You offering to let her play with your toys. The 50,000 toys you got every Christmas. His mother, folks. Mama X. She's like one of those, you know, in New York. One of those Upper East Side spoiled housewives with the lockjaw. Muffy, bring me a scone and a cappuccino, please. That's exactly what she sounds like, folks. And I can see you offering her a toy. Mama X, you want to play with my G.I. Joe doll? She'd be like, Nanny, take this child out of my sight. No, I'm just playing around. (laughs) 
And don't worry, folks. White boy Malcolm X, he knows I'm playing around as well. Just having a little bit of fun about Mama X. She is a bit of a snob, though. Would you agree with that, sir? Your mother is a bit of a snob. Yes. Not even a maybe, folks. Yes. Flat out, yes. She is a bit of a snob. But you know what? She's always been nice to me. Probably wonders what's wrong with me. Why I hang out with her dopey son. But anyway, to close this thing up, if I had offered Mama Frost the option about my toys, to play with my toys, that woman, the look she would have given me, probably would have slapped me. Don't you ever say anything foul like that to me again, Miller. I'm an adult and I adult. That's what adults do. What kind of idiot adult would play with children's toys? Well, now we know. So on that note, since I cannot top these silly adults playing with kids' toys, even if it's terrifying just how immature a lot of them are, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this Sunday edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.